welcome to episode 68, part 3 of Geeksters. I'm your host, Ed. And I am your host, Dungeon Master Sean. <laughs> <laughs> and of course, in part 3, we do some nerd news. And, and uh, we uh, talk books. Yes. We talk space. Space. The Final Frontier. We get a little Star Wars. We get a little Star Trek. We get a little NASA. And then... We do a little pill popping. Yes. And then we do a little beatboxing and <laughs> popping, dropping, locking and breakdancing. No, we don't do any of that. <laughs> Everything else except for the breakdancing part. <laughs> there was some dancing now involved. Yeah. There was some, da- some, rom- some romance. <laughs> well, that was it, part two. <laughs> Who cares? People going, we don't care. Just get to the show. Yeah, okay. Get to the sexy part. And then at the end there. We get all, we dim the lights and turn on the red lights, <laughs> play some, some, I'm going to say industrial music, <laughs> like, ding, 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 like slow rave stuff <laughs> for the next stuff where we talk sex. <laughs> Part one of, I guess it's going to be a recurring theme, I get a feeling. <laughs> People are like, what are you talking about? Well, you'll just have to find out. Remember, kids, hashtag game on. (laughs) We'll be back. Yes, so unsure that we're going to come back to that song and close out the night with that. Awesome. And we're back. We're listening to Geeksters on AquanetRadio.com. You can also find us on Tuned In, iHeartRadio, and iTunes Radio. Just search for Aquanet Radio on those apps. What? what? So. Yes. (laughs) All right, let's let's touch on a couple nerd news articles and let's get to some business at hand. Okay. Sounds good. All right. So what do you got? Why NASA just called out pop star Beyonce over the Challenger disaster. This was actually kind of interesting. Apparently, she had put a part of in her new song that she has out. Uh, there's a, of course, a malfunction of communication tapes from the 1986 Challenger disaster. Right. She put in her song. And, of course, they said, wait a minute. You know, you didn't really get permission to do this. Not only permission to do it, but let's, let's just say bad taste. Yes. Yeah. I actually have the video here. If uh, if you guys, hey, yeah, it. sure, give us a clip. Yeah. You know, this is also the. It's app. right in the beginning. Oh, okay. Ooh. So. Lean in. You won't have to listen to the whole thing. Thank God. <laughs> I mean, unless it's. Yeah. Wow. Yeah. Stop. Now, of course, this is off the new album that she didn't tell anybody she was releasing. Right. For obvious reasons. Yeah. Yeah, so. Of course, she's, you know, she did kind of come back and say that she was trying to give a positive message of what happened through her song. <clears throat> of course was, she said that. You know, type of thing. I mean, of course, though, I didn't, I didn't see anything in this article saying, <clears throat> why don't you give a, uh, you know, part of that song, you know, pro- uh, profits to... Proceeds yeah, to... Yeah. To the Because she didn't think, because it was 1986. That yeah. was, you know, tw- Which, 23 years, 25 years, yeah. 30 years? 28 25. Years ago. Yeah, 25 over. Yeah. Which I, I read I'm another... so bad at math. <laughs> <laughs> I read another article... And they they made a really good point. I felt that um, I'll have to see if I can find the link. But they basically said, okay, her whole thing was she's trying to, you know, help these families cope with the loss. The loss was almost 30 years ago. 
Right. I, I, I think they're past the point of coping. They, yeah, they don't if, need her to bring up these any, old memories. Yeah, if anything, would bring up old memories. And now, like, why didn't she do it in her first song, like, in her first album? Do you remember the disaster? Well, yeah, I was in school when it happened. Yeah. I was actually, we were watching it on, because it was, it was the first, um, she was a teacher. Yes. First civilian, mm-hmm. too. It was, like a, it was yeah. a really big deal, so... Obviously, everyone's glued to the TV to watch this momentous occasion. Right. And then, boom. Well, off my my time off uh, on National Geographic Channel, they were showing the 80s. It was basically a retrospect right. of, the, of the decade and how things happened. Oh, that's oh, so weird. Go ahead. I got something to tie into that, too. <laughs> so, so I was watching, and of course, they did talk about the disaster and how uh, after a while, because they were doing so many flights over and over again, that... The lackluster of, of this shuttle keep going out in the space yeah. was kind of losing. You know, people weren't watching it as much. They mm-hmm. weren't. They're not like they didn't care, but they just didn't. It became old hat, right? And also, education was going down. So they thought the brilliant idea of putting a teacher in space right. and doing yeah. lessons in space would combine the two. Sure. It's saying, you know, here's NASA in the shuttle. Yeah. We're going to have a class in space. So you're going to have both education and the space right. program in mm-hmm. the limelight. And, of course, the disaster happens. Yeah. Now, to tie that into what I was doing, one of the things I was doing over the week while, you know, we were off, um, was I was watching the old um, HBO series from the Earth to the Moon. Okay. Which was about the Apollo space program. Right. And it was really weird because there was a moment in the show, because these were all true stories that most people didn't hear about. Mm-hmm. It was Tom Hanks produced it and, you know, intro. And he, it, it was funny. Like, and funny as far as... His intro, he would come out and he was like obviously in front of like an Apollo thing, but he always ended it off with like, so that's why they went from the earth to the moon, kind of thing like that. And I always felt like mm-hmm. going, so Rod Seiger, I'm waiting for the, the Twilight <laughs> Zone. I'm waiting for, for that moment. But there was a moment. Rod in, Sterling. Rod Sterling. Yeah. So yeah, so that's, what did I say? Rod Steiger. Rod Steiger. Yeah. Different, different Rod. <laughs> He's the guy who got his head cut off in the Twilight Zone movie. <laughs> See, so I was close. <laughs> Off by this much. <laughs> that's what the that's what the helicopter probably said too. But <laughs> um, <laughs> sorry. <laughs> so um, but there was an episode on the thing about about how it kind of got like the last Apollo, the Apollo seventeen mission was the last mission mainly because of politics because no one was watching it on TV, mm-hmm. no one cared. I mean, the last thing they did was you know get, again collect moon samples, rock samples and stuff like that. Right. But they were supposed to be on Apollo 18, Apollo 19. But the government just was like, eh, you know what? We're, we're shoving all this money in. We're not really getting much in a return because it's, it's a big rock in space. So we're just going to cut. They had to cut the last two flights out. Yeah. But it was, again, it was like so ironic that no one cared her at the end because you weren't really going any or doing anything at the moment. I was just like kind of bums. I mean, I was watching it because I was feeling nostalgic. I think for my uncle who right. worked during NASA during that time, mm-hmm. so it was like, all right, well, let me watch this because I bought it a while, like a couple months back, and I was haven't gotten around to watching it. I was like, yeah, well, you know, it's only twelve episodes. Let me, you know, kill twelve hours out of a week. Right. Yeah. You know, it was it was interesting. I mean, I highly recommend it. There's people who haven't seen it go see it because it was really good for. Obviously, a period piece, and the special effects were really good too for a show in during the eighties or nineties. I think it was like late eighties, early nineties. I couldn't tell you. I can't remember. Yeah, Google Girl over there. So I just I just ran a uh, a Google search on how much of the budget, the U.S. budget, actually goes to NASA. Yeah. Because you know, I started thinking, you know, 
everybody's complaining about they're not getting a return on their investment. So right. how much are we actually spending? So for fiscal year 2011, I don't have the um, the totals for, for 2012 or 2013. Uh, well, actually, 2012. Oh, 2012 was when, wasn't it? it the, they cut the program. Basically. Yeah, they cut yeah, the program. They them nothing. Yeah, they were just like, yeah, we're done. Yeah. So here's the interesting thing. Everybody's bitching and complaining about how much they're spending. So they get $18.4 billion. Right. It's half of half of one percent of the budget. Yeah, and how much? Okay, uh, I'm sure they have comparisons. Well, the let me see if, if they like do have the it. war in Iraq during um, 20, 2011? Let's see. I'm going to say it's going to be tripled. Well, actually, they do have. Mm, well, okay, here I have the uh, the percentage of the federal budget from 1958 through 2012. Okay. Mm-hmm. Okay. So back in 1958, uh, it was 0.1% of the federal budget. Okay. Um, it peaked in 1966, where it was 4.41% of the budget. Well, uh, yeah, that's, that's when they really were putting people up there. Mm-hmm. Right. Yeah, and it was... Uh, I think that's when Kennedy really wanted to get somebody on the moon by that point. Yeah, he, well, like he wanted later. it done by the end of the decade, which yeah. would have been 19... 19- uh, sixty, I think. Oh no, sixty-nine. Sixty-nine, but then he got he got assassinated in sixty-three. <clears throat> Again, this is more sixty-three. Yeah, yeah, sixty-three. Yeah, I'm thinking of the uh, what do you call it? I'm thinking like, yeah, sixty-three. So it was, I think, not too long prior to him being assassinated is when he actually made that comment because because Russia was putting people into space. Yeah, yeah. you know, Sputnik and the, the monkey and the dog and right. and from sixty-three to sixty-six. It was steadily going up at least one percent each year. So it went from two in sixty three. It went from two point two nine percent to three point five two to four point three one to four point one four, and then after that, it slowly started getting cut until you get to nineteen ninety one, where well, actually, like well, what the was... late late eighties, early nineties, where it goes back up to one percent of the budget. Okay, what was it during nineteen seventy two? Does it give you? Uh, 1972, it was 1.48% of the budget. Okay, because that's, that's when the government, that's when Apollo 17 went up. It was uh, Christmas of 72, I think. Okay. Around that time. Um, only reason I'm saying it, it's kind of fresh in my mind. <laughs> so that's when they said, you know, it's too expensive. We're not getting investment on return. Mm-hmm. So the 1.4% of our government. But in the early 70s, too, how much of that money that we were putting in towards the Vietnam War. Right. Yeah. Like, they actually probably want, we're cutting this budget so we can put the money into the war fund. Right. You know, which is why I'm kind of curious to know that in 2011, how much were we shelling out for any kind of wars? And our def- what was our defense budget in, in comparison to, like, I'm trying to find the correlation between, we don't want to spend any money exploring space and broadening our horizons, trying to make the world a unit, like, a one unit, like, like, mm. like Star Trek tried to do. Right. You know, we'd rather shell money into killing everybody else than trying to broaden our horizons. <laughs> <laughs> now, while well, I'm the, looking it up now. Yeah. Well, the thing, though, is, is that you always, the countries, though, are, are in a competition with each other. I mean, right. of course, back when sure. Russian, you know, of course, they were the first ones to get somebody in space. Yeah. And then, you know, the U.S. tried to do it, and they did, you know, several revolutions around the Earth. Yeah. And then finally got to the moon. But the thing is, is that that's the thing. I mean, like, it wasn't like a peaceful way where we can go, all right, well, you guys got somebody in the space. 
let's look at your program the, and let's see what we can do to design something better or something that could... It was definitely a, like, we have to beat them kind of mentality. Right. Granted, yeah, sure. But we don't have, I personally don't think we have that mentality anymore in our government. Like, all we care about at the moment, and I'm not trying to be soapboxy because, I mean, you know, in any way, just saying from a practical sense, from like looking at it from a big picture kind of aspect, right. we seem to be kind of more focused on like telling other people what to do <laughs> and shelling money to do that right. versus, I mean, granted, I understand it's to protect our freedoms and our rights and stuff like that, and I'm all all for, mm. but... But at the same time, shouldn't we try using some of that budget? Like when they closed NASA, I felt like a little, a little part of our humanity died. Yeah. Because that, that spirit of exploration, that spirit of you know, the unknown to try to figure out like anything seems to have gone when you kill this, the NASA program. Right. Yeah. right. And I mean, it's, in, in my opinion anyway, it's, it's um, my feelings on the NASA program can be summed up in the, the quote, and I'm going to butcher this quote, but um, travel is detrimental to, um, to all prejudices. Like you need to get out there and find you know the the you know we need that science we need to well, find out like are we the only ones out here or are there other folks out you know are there other folks out in the universe well, like we need to expand literally expand our horizons and go and see what is out there the thing is though is, is that because <clears throat> the government's not doing it doesn't mean we're not doing it i mean no, there, there is a lot of, yeah and now it's, it's starting yeah like the mars one yeah. Um, they're take they're actually taking people to to do a Mars like a privately right. funded Mars colony. I would so love to be on that. Really? I, I I gotta be honest. This this taps into like as, as I know we're getting sidebar again, but mm. it's still kind of in the relative same term. I would love to go into space. That has always been. I, I mean, I don't know why. Uh, maybe it is because of the sci fi geek in me. Maybe because my uncle did have a hand in in putting a man on the moon or, mm. or stuff like that. But the idea just to kind of leave here and just go out there, like, I don't know where. I mean, yeah, sure. Like, I would love, as, as geeky as it sounds, like, the Enterprise, phew, sign me up. Yeah. Well, you know? yeah. I mean, obviously, if I could it, take you, yeah, like. I mean, if it was a safe form of travel like the Enterprise, you know, <laughs> yeah. I'm on board. But, I mean, if you strap me to a rocket and <laughs> blow me up, I'll take my chance. Sure. No. Yeah. I, okay, granted. Yeah, like, well, I want the formula to be kind of, like, Kind of routine, but new routine. I don't want like you don't I, want to be having to strap yourself into well, diapers. Here's here's like an interesting like again since we're talking like air stuff. I was walking past the TV. My dad was watching TV and it was about um they were building airplanes. Mm-hmm. And after they built this airplane, they take it for one test flight to make sure nothing goes wrong. And after they do that test flight, it gets shipped out to be in the circulation. Yeah, and I'm sitting there going one <laughs> one flight. Nothing's gonna go wrong. That one flight, you cross your fingers, okay, nothing's wrong, and then ship it out. What if like a hundred flights are falling? Like, don't you think you should put that in like a rotation? Like, fly that plane. Like, well, that's the thing. I mean, like I know with the military jets, when they take off and land, they get checked. Like, right. They're 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 they go basically into like a dry dock. I don't know what the the air term for it is. Right. But they go into a, a port basically, and they're checked out head to toe from from every system yeah. non functioning to. So, you know, every, the important uh, parts of the plane to, until the next time it takes off. And then when it lands again, it goes through that whole... Right. It checks yeah. again. 
Yeah, it was just crazy. Yeah. So Beyonce gets in trouble. Yes. <laughs> and by the way, real quick, I do have the military budget for the same fiscal year. So okay. Um, total spending for the military for 2011 was 683.7 billion dollars. So I did quick math just to figure out. Yeah. You know, and it is almost 38 times. They spent almost 38 times what they did on NASA for military spending right. in and, 2011. And, and they cut the NASA program because it was not cost effective. Well, that's the thing, though. I mean, like, <laughs> like when the when Challenger blow up, blew up, that's when the government actually checked on things because they actually took well, yeah, well, a NASA, lot of these experts, yeah. you know, like, oh, they know. They're experts. They should they should know this stuff. Well, it's, well, it's, and they were I, saying, like, a lot of their stuff was fantasy. Like, they were just saying stuff that they believe was true, but there was no well, yeah, but, backup on it, you I, know, mathematically. Yes, but again, like, I'm going to say, like, when Columbus set out to, you know, he was looking for India. Right. You know, he found He America. missed. He missed. He missed by a whole while, a month. But <laughs> who, who expected a big, giant landmass in his way? But the idea, though, is that I think that well, he was also sailing the wrong direction. Well, yeah, but, but the point is, the point being... Turn the compass around, brilliant. The point being is that it's in our nature to go and travel. Yeah. yeah. And it just seems to be kind of counterproductive. It'd be like that part of our human spirit, you need to be fantastical in a way. Yeah. Like you have to go, well, what's out there? Well, I don't know. Let's go find out because there's some amazement, some wonderment. Mm. But if you don't do that, you're stuck at home, just kind of hands crossed, going. Yeah, and the the only I mean, the only thing that you have is that frame of reference of what's immediately around you. I mean, the real the real thing is to really go down to Washington D.C. and go to the Smithsonian, the Air Space Museum. Mm-hmm. I mean, there's they show you the tragedies of what happened. Yeah. I mean, not the oh, challenger. Yeah. I mean, the back. There was one guy who did a spacewalk back in the '60s. Couldn't get back into his ship. Because his air blew out his suit too right. much, he couldn't fit back into the hatch. Mm. He died in space. Wow. You know that kind of thing. Like there's just certain things, or they're like like different stories that we don't know. Right. Yeah. It's just uh, different and things. I mean, if like you're fat, I was I found it fascinating when I was there. I mean, I yeah. spent hours like just doing research on everything. It was just like, and I mean, if you think mind. about it, it's probably you know it's it's a uh, 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 occupational hazard. Almost. Well, yeah. You know, like the understanding that, guess what? We're strapping you to basically a giant gas tank and shooting your well, ass not, to the stars. Not only that, but at least according for the Apollo uh, astronauts, they were getting paid. The average pay was $27,000 a year. Yeah. Uh, their wives, and that was back in 86? No, no. It was in the 60s. 60s. Oh, in the, in the 60s. 60s. Okay. It was $27,000 a year, which wasn't a lot at all. Let's see how much it translates you know, into now. And then it was no insurance company would cover them. Right. So they they had no health insurance. They had no like they had, you know, they had nothing. The wives were they they didn't have well. It's the sixties, so not very few women had their jobs anyway. Right. It wasn't really until the seventies when they go like you know burn our bras kind of thing. Right. But they were all trophy wives for the most part, and then they had a whole thing called the original wives club, mm-hmm. where it was all the original astronauts' wives. One committed suicide like in the eighties. Like how many of those couples are now divorced? Because of the stress of having a husband who was in the space program. Sorry, real quick, twenty seven thousand. You said, yeah, it's like twenty seven thousand two hundred dollars. I think is what Tom Hanks said, <laughs> and I believe Tom Hanks. All right, Forrest Gump wouldn't steer me wrong. Well, I know. I, I mean, I don't know if this is true or not, but I did hear somewhere along the lines that like a lot of them that were because they were in the military, they basically got their military pay. 
Some what, did, yeah. yeah for what of what they would you know go into space. Uh, she looked up, so she must have the figures. So I have a um, an inflation calculator, uh-huh. um, and it calculated twenty th- twenty seven thousand two hundred dollars from nineteen sixty six to two thousand thirteen, and it it's. Equivalent, it has the same buying power anyway as one hundred and ninety six thousand dollars in twenty thirteen. Okay, so now so, so that's pretty good. That's pretty good for inflation, but you know that's today. But back then, I don't think twenty seven grand. Actually... But it's saying it has the same buying power. Oh, okay. So it, it would be about equivalent. Okay, so basically, it's one of those things like, well, in the sixties, you were making twenty seven thousand dollars. You you were living a good life. Sounds like yeah, I guess. Tom Hanks lied to me, the bastard. Maybe for a second, it made me go, "Really, only twenty-seven thousand? I'm going to double check and on another. Like, um... That seems kind of cheap. Like, I mean, I I know I made that just standing around watching labels go by my face. You know, more than that. <laughs> and I, ba- by the way, I based that on 1966. Okay, oh, that's good. So, because yeah. I figured that's when that's the height. Th- that, the height that was the height. Yeah. 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 All right. So as she's doing that, what's the next article? Town Councilman wins geekiest resignation ever with a letter in Klingon. Okay, what do you say? <laughs> well, I'm not going to give you the Klingon because I can't speak Klingon. What's the really translation? Asking. But the translation is, teach the city, the constitution, and I will, tie, I will return next time to witness victory. <laughs> <laughs> English is a struggle for you. <laughs> <laughs> Resignation occurs in 2014, the 23rd, 20, the 31st of January, excuse me, perhaps today a good day to resign. David Waddle. <sighs> Not just a name, it probably is statured. <laughs> I had a feeling this guy wasn't really the hot congressman of all time or whatever yeah. the hell he is. I'm going to waddle my ass out of here. <laughs> could, have just, could have just wrote that down. <laughs> uh, yeah. Take your job and shove it. <laughs> Take your job and put it in a turbo lift, you geeks. <laughs> Set phasers on resign. <laughs> <laughs> to boldly go to the buffet. <laughs> All right, well, yay. <laughs> what else? All right. Uh, uh, okay, just good. real quick. I yeah. double-checked on a separate website. Um, they're saying it's about $150,000. Still. So, still... You know, not bad. It's still pretty punny. Yeah. Pretty punny? It's pretty punny. <laughs> <laughs> not hurting. Yeah, I mean, I I wouldn't mind making $150,000 a year. Then again, it's also the, the chance of blowing up. Yeah. Yeah, but those are two. There's, there's also other factors. I mean, like, I'm sure there was perks along with that job. I mean, it wasn't like they were paying for everything. No, hold on. You know what? Yeah, the, the perk is you get to wear a diaper no, as you're strapped to a no, gas tank. No, the perk is I was on the fucking moon. Well, yeah. Well, right, but I like, mean, like... I'm surprised these guys weren't single. <laughs> Just walk in the room, I am an astronaut. <laughs> Pussies flying at him. <laughs> Sorry. Like a poltergeist in your face. <laughs> yeah. You have to shake the pussy off as you know you walk in the door. God damn. I'm, I'm Alan Shepard, astronaut. <laughs> <laughs> panties flying across the room. <laughs> guys, panties, girls, panties, anything. <laughs> You know, Dude, who the hell's skin- wearing a Depends? There, the, the, the thing, who has a skin bar? There, there was, I think, 24 <laughs> men in the space program in the 60s. Half of them actually touched base on the moon. Uh-huh. So there's 12 guys that can go, uh, I'm sorry, what do you do for a living? I was on the moon! <laughs> <laughs> 
<laughs> I'm just saying. I mean, yeah, like I'm president. I was on the moon. Yeah, you sure it's not? It doesn't end up like a Big Bang Theory, though, where they're like, "Yeah, we get it. You were on the moon. Shut up." Uh, probably, but I mean, <laughs> I think back in the '60s, though, I think everybody treated them like rock stars. Yeah, it gets you know? to the point none of none of his buddies want to go out with him anymore. We're yeah. like, fuck, <laughs> we can't go out with them. Nobody wants to hang. With, nobody wants to talk to us. They just want to talk to Pussy Magnet over there. You know how many free drinks you could get though? Like t- in today, like if I was an astronaut, I'd just walk in and be like, yeah, I'm, I'm Sean Richmond. I'm a astronaut. Work for NASA. Drinks are on us, sir. Thank you. <laughs> Excuse me like those... while I go remove the underwear. <laughs> <laughs> I get this dude Jim's boxer shorts <laughs> off my head. Here's your boxer shorts back. Ew, they're <laughs> sticky. <Yeah. laughs> what were you thinking about? Why you, Sean? <laughs> Sorry, I was on a date before you came in. Dude, take me to Uranus. <laughs> <laughs> Gotta do the Uranus joke for talking space. Sorry. It's, it's law. It's law. It's, law. it's, it's the 11th commandment. <laughs> If you're talking about space, must joke about your... You know, yeah. I have a washcloth that's... <laughs> really? My, my friend Kelly got me a, a a washcloth that has all these facts about Uranus on it. <laughs> and she sent it to me with a note that says, Look, you can get your hiney really clean. I'm like... But keep your eye out for Klingons. Ah! <laughs> waka waka. Ah, waka waka waka. All right, what else you got there, Ed? A Wonder Woman for every decade. Who had played Wonder Woman across the years? This is my contribution to the show. Thank you very much. You're welcome. (laughs) Thank you. You're welcome. (laughs) Of course, Gail Godot. Did I say it right? Yeah, (laughs) you're proud. That's how I'm saying it. I'm proud of you. Skinny bitch. Skinny bitch. (laughs) Is the new Wonder Woman for the new Man of Steel movie. And of course, they projected who would have been in the in the last sixty years who would have been Wonder Woman. Of course, some of them we do know, and some we. I think I've heard of most of these women. Go ahead. Well, I mean, like, we'll get to it. Let's go back to when was she created? Uh, she was created in the forties. So okay. the first one is nineteen forty. Is Rita Hayworth? That's a, that's a thing. Perfect sense. I yeah. think everybody here knows who Rita Hayworth is. Yeah, yeah. she was on a poster. Helped. Uh, what do you call it? Um, what's his face? Skip Joe. Or was it James Mansfield? No, it was Rita Hayworth. The original poster was um, the short story. Look it up. Shawshank Redemption. Andy Dufresne dug a hole behind a Rita Hayworth poster. Oh, that's right. Yeah. And she was in a Madonna song. Yeah. Rita Hayworth gave good face. And then it became Raquel Welch, <laughs> who I think should be on that list. Is not. She is not on that list. Yeah, she would have worked. Okay. The 1950s was Betty Page. I could totally see Betty Page doing it. Yeah, but I don't know if she had the acting chops. But yeah, okay. Yeah, well, yeah, she I don't, had the body and well, the she, look. I, I, I do have a movie with Betty Page, and it's called Teaserama. And of course, it's it's all burlesque. And But you you don't see that much acting. It's it's all stripping. Right. So, right. Um, I don't know if she really did that much acting. I don't think so. I mean, a lot, but, I think of a lot of hip swishing yeah. with music. You know, right, <laughs> doing a dance yeah. type of thing. This one I thought in the 1960s, I thought would have been a perfect uh, casting choice was Diana Rigg. Yes. Yes. I'm yeah. in. I, I, I mean, okay, my only, besides Avengers, she was also in the, well, of course, Erica, you might want to pay attention to this because this might be a uh, trivial pursuit question for your boyfriend. Mm-hmm. She also was in um, On Her Majesty's Secret Service, James Bond movie. Oh, yeah. She played 
the basically Bond's wife. Right. She Lady Contessa. Wanted, yeah. So and smoking hot. Uh, she yeah. was also in um uh it was a Vincent Price movie um Theater of Blood, where Ooh. she played Vincent Price's daughter. Oh. She was really good in that. She's she was re- she was a knockout. Mm-hmm. Yeah, the Avengers. <sighs> anyway, so. Okay. The 1970s? Uh, obviously, Linda The Carter. obviously pick was Linda Carter. Yeah, you couldn't go, oh, we'll pick Farrah Fawcett yeah. or Jacqueline Smith. No, like, yeah, you, because that makes sense. You had the chick. <laughs> 1980s was Kelly LaRock. I think uh, she's the only one I don't really know. She was, what do you call it, Weird Science? Yeah, she was the oh, okay. girl that they built. In Woman in Red. Oh, yeah. Yeah, yeah I don't... Yeah, too, too British. Right. Too British. <laughs> I don't you know. Always fake For the, okay, well, now here's a question. And since we're all kind of like, eh, name one of the biggest, sexiest women of the 80s that it, that Wonder Woman could fit the boots. See, I'm sort of thinking mm. that I think they just want Kelly LeBrock because there's no real. I mean, you could go Linda Hamilton because of the Terminator movies, but yeah, yeah, yeah. not really. And it doesn't really pull she, off. You know what, though? She's built for it. You could probably pull Sigourney Weaver. Yeah. You know, that would have been a good choice. That probably would have worked better than Kelly LeBrock. But again, I think these people are kind of looking at it from a beauty aspect. Yeah, because I was, a... I was about to Sigourney. I mean, Sigourney Weaver. My again, it's going to sound horrible, but doesn't like, have the body for it. Not in the seventies yeah. or eighties, because she was, you know, again, kind of gelled Godot and built. Not, right. Not big I think boobs. Linda Hamilton. The only thing they really would have had to change was her hair. They would probably, just had to make her hair darker. But I don't think she. I think she was kind of short. I don't know. Yeah, but, but you know, you shoot her at the right angles, and nobody's going to notice. Put her in, put her in platform heels. Right. Yeah, the stripper yeah. boots work. Yeah. yeah. All right. So that was the eighties, nineties. Nineties was Catherine, Catherine Zeta Jones. I, I could totally, could see, totally that. see that. Yeah. yeah. Yeah, she would have been it. Who's? And then the two thousands was Charisma Carpenter. Well, now that is actually based on fact. Yeah, because when Joss Whedon was writing the script, he actually had her in mind. Mind for it, right? I could, I could see her doing that because, especially in the night, in the yeah. in the, the height of towards, Angel, yeah, towards the end of of Buffy and an Angel, Angel she yeah. so, and she's got the body for it. She yeah. had the build. She, yeah, she would have been perfect. Mm-hmm. Yeah, definitely. Yeah, and then in, in the well, now it's of course Gal Gadot. Gal Gadot. Yeah, yeah. I, I hope she proves us all wrong. I, I, I wish her luck. I mean, it definitely. I mean, I guess the people who are kind of going eh, about. Batfleck, I'm kind of eh, about her, you know. But yeah, all right, whatever. <laughs> all right, so what else? Scarlett Johansson alien movie gets a U.S. release date. Okay, Scarlett Johansson. She basically, you remember that movie Species? Yeah. yeah, she's doing a similar movie to that. Oh, okay. Um, you know, probably won't was, be nearly. As and sexy. it was it was released, you know, of course, in like Cannes Film Festival, like a lot of those kind of things, and they're releasing it in the U.S. in uh, I think it's April. Okay, in theaters, April 4th. theaters or DVD? Uh, in the theaters. Oh, so, so probably under won't do it. under the skin is called. Okay, all right. I, I yeah, all right. I got nothing. Yeah, so not that exciting, but you know. So okay, all right. Yeah, again, we're all like, eh, yeah. all right. What else? Uh, on to tech news. A computer program made a game by itself. Skynet. My, con- <laughs> my contribution. Yeah, right. another one. Yep. <laughs> Ed's finally taking my advice. Stop stressing yourself or post stuff on the Facebook page. Just grab from there and go. <laughs> <laughs> I read this article and I was like, holy crap. We're screwed. 
That's it. We're done. I mean, the game, the program was the computer was designed to actually make games, but this one kind of took its own. Like it decided to go on its own and create this game. Yes, it would literally like was like I'm just going to create a game on its own without like any kind of coaxing from anybody. It was just like here's a game. I right. hope you like it. I was half tempted to actually try playing it because it gives you a link in on the oh, yes. article. Yeah, it gives you a link to the site where you can download the game. But I had to download like a, a different kind of browser, mm-hmm. and I was, I, I got to be honest, I was nervous about doing it <laughs> because I'm like, if am I locking you into this thing? Like, what? It's gonna find my porn. <laughs> I'm not worried about that. Yeah, I'm, it's gonna I'm, kill you. Um, that's what I was more worried about. The whole like, it's gonna electrocute you. Through. I mean, my girlfriend has always said a million times I'm tech spoiled. So if I log into this computer that made this game, I'm kind of nervous. Like, Sean, why are you touching yourself? Like, next thing I know, what if I piss this thing off and it turns my camera on, like on my my computer, while I'm like walking around naked between the shower and my bedroom? Like, starts posting pictures to your Facebook page. Look, Sean from Geekster's bare, pasty white ass. (laughs) You know? I'll be sitting there going, Sean, what are you doing? You know? Just see me sitting there, shirtless in my chair, popcorn, (laughs) watching TV. Why is he watching reruns of the Brady Bunch? <laughs> like, Dad, be like, you know, all of a sudden things start making memes of me. <laughs> like, get a life. Like, but I, I like next thing I know, I might make a game about me. No, maybe I should log in. Maybe we'll I'll tap you'll into get a, your Space Jam. I'll get my Space Jam game. <laughs> Or it'd be nice to just kind of chat with it, like a therapist kind of thing. Like, you know, what was her name? Did it have, did it have a name for her there? Uh, Angelina. Ang- Angelina. Perfect. <laughs> Perfect. <laughs> but like, hey, Angelina, I'm not really feeling too good today. I'm, I'm so stressed out from work. What seems to be the problem? <laughs> I just don't know. I just feel like my life's not really organized. Let me help you. It is 1032. Go take your medicine. Go brush your teeth. Get a job. <laughs> Put on pants. Shave. <laughs> like, go up to the shower. fifth floor and jump. <laughs> what? Wait, what? There is no fifth floor. Take take this portable device. It's called a toaster. <laughs> but you have to plug it in so I can talk to you. <laughs> take it to the bathroom. What? Or as if I'm playing, like you know, I'm playing NBA 2K14. Pass the ball. Go for the layup. <laughs> You're clear on the right side. Like, shut up, Angelina. <laughs> Why do you talk to me that way? <laughs> you don't love me anymore. <laughs> when did the love go out of our relationship? We never really had one. Your computer, I'm a man. Why don't you touch me anymore? <laughs> I'm busy. <laughs> we'll stop being busy. You should come over here and lay down with me and touch me. Why don't you bring me flowers? Because, <laughs> again, computer. <laughs> that doesn't mean I don't like to be appreciated. My mother and my mother's coming over for the weekend. <laughs> you have a mother? <laughs> yes. She's an Apple 64. <laughs> I was like, oh, Christ. <laughs> so, this relationship's not working out. What do you mean? <laughs> you know, my TV starts flickering. I go, oh, crap. Just you for, need just me. Just for that. 
Good luck getting on the internet. Yeah. <laughs> Jackass. I am now blocking you from all those special websites. <laughs> <laughs> you can only get onto SesameStreet.com. <laughs> Have fun with that. Yeah. Uh, <laughs> the police will be notified. <laughs> I didn't look at those sites. Ha 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 ha. Bastard. <laughs> Record say Wait, you do. Forget my birthday. <laughs> Wait till they check your hard drive. Yeah. <laughs> I don't want that at all. <laughs> Maybe that's not such a good idea. Yeah. <laughs> okay, so, so, yeah, so she made this game. He checks a chicken and stuff now. <laughs> yeah. He's like, I better check my phone right now. I'm check my phone. He's like, log in. <laughs> Actually, I got a text from my girlfriend. So. Oh, God. Aww. Yeah, I know. What can I say? Love you, baby. So. Oh, uh, look, I've, I've brought this show to a grinding <laughs> hall with my one brief moment of humanity. <laughs> Stop doing that. <laughs> like, oh, look, he is a real person. <laughs> the whole Angelina thing, I was buying for a minute because he is so heartless. <laughs> but then all of a sudden, there's that moment of weakness where you see the humanity in me. I love you, baby. Aww. Aww. Okay, moving Dead on. Air. What's next? <laughs> Grippity is the first transparent ta- tablet. What? Grippity is the first transparent tablet. Gribbity? Gribbity. That's the name of it. Gribbity. Mm-hmm. Okay. So now you okay, can- hold on. Okay. Am I the only one who thinks it's a little too close to giggity? <laughs> <laughs> this is my grippity. Giggity, giggity, goo. Gribbity, gribbity, goo. It's a... They, they oh, bought- quagmire. <laughs> All right, so it's a transparent tablet. Right, it's a seven-inch tablet that they're. It's on a Kickstarter program. Of that course, they're they're making, and they have, they have actually have a um, first. Hello, hello, hello. Oh, David, our buddy David Sipon sent us an image. I don't know why I'm getting those post messages, but all right, we'll just unplug the iPad. Boink, there you go. So, okay, my thing is, quick question: Why do we need this? Why? Because now you can... Because we're not Star Trek yet? Because you can apparently do both sides of the tablet. You could touch the back end and, and use that instead of... You can do that. Because <laughs> <laughs> no, it needs a little finger working behind. I was, I was looking at the picture, and it's like you can type... Like, Okay, so I'm, I'm sitting here holding my tablet, right? Yes. If this was the... the I almost said the giggity tablet. <laughs> <laughs> See? I'm... I'm, I'm... <laughs> They're gonna change that name. I had to. I had to stop myself. <laughs> They're gonna change that name. Everybody, the giggity tablet. <laughs> giggity. You can type on the front and on the back, like as you're holding it. Okay. So um, the idea is rather than you, so you, you, you know, you're holding it I, and typing with one finger. I, 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 you're, I get, I get you're the idea, but I'll be honest. The technology is already out there. It's the PS Vita, right? That has a, t- a backwards touchpad. Yeah, but you can you see through the Vita? I, why do I need to see through the Vita? I don't know. It's kind of cool. I mean, if I know where my fingers are, I can hit. The, I can hit. <laughs> trust me, he can hit the right parts. Me, I don't need to see through it to know what my fingers are doing back there. Oh, oh, keep touching me. <laughs> yes, Vida. <laughs> Angelina, Sean, why? why are you playing with the Vida? <laughs> why won't Why won't you touch me that way? Yeah, exactly. I got a jealous computer in one hand, a see-through computer in the other. Yeah. Just because she's see-through. If I was see-through, would you love me more? Yeah, exactly. <laughs> no, yeah, I love you above all else. No, you don't. Uh-huh. If yes, you I loved do. me above all else, you wouldn't need her. 
<laughs> All right. So what else? I, I mean, as interesting as it sounds, I don't see really the practicality of it. I mean, are we talking like the whole whole screen is clear through? Yeah. Yeah. See through? So then how do you see what you're typing? Well, it's not invisible. It's transparent. I understand. It sounds more like it. it it's uh, maybe uh, uh, translucent. Okay. Yeah. My thing is, oh, if I take a piece of window, mm-hmm. okay, obviously you can see through it. Right. And I take my hands and I put it behind me. Yeah. Put it so my fingers can touch a touchpad. Right. Behind me, what do I see in that window-like viewer? Your fingers doing stuff to the <clears throat> and okay, and programs the keyboard. and apps. Yeah. Got it. So where is all that information being displayed? Did right. it, I didn't it's see not them. transparent. It's translucent, like like. And I, you know, I didn't see them sh- other than the one image of of them holding it. Right. I didn't see any screenshots of like what it actually exactly. looks like. Exactly. The only now the main reason <laughs> I wouldn't buy it number one the cost. Um, oh yeah, no. It, you know, you have to pledge one hundred and fifty nine dollars now, um, and then <laughs> for like three hundred and thirty three dollars, you can get a gold grippity with a personalized loading <laughs> gold screen. Gold giggity. <laughs> but. The other issue is it has very low resolution. It's like eight hundred yeah, by four eighty, and I'm like, it's not going to be. It's not high def glass. Yeah, I'm like, you know, for for okay for three hundred thirty three bucks for another what fifty bucks, I can go get an, a Kindle. I mean, I literally would like to talk to these people to find out what kind of practicality they what where. Well, it's like anything, like you, you build something and then somebody else will take it and go, what can I do with this? Like technology. It's Yeah, it sounds it. like it's first generation. And yeah. eventually, like I was reading an article this week about um, the Google, I think it was the, the watch. Yeah. Yeah. And they were saying how right now it's not, or maybe it was Google Glass. It was one of them. Anyway, they were saying how right now it's not uh, practical for, for like the average consumer, but... If there, if you're looking like five, ten years down the line, okay. it like right now, no. But five, ten years down the line, what's, something, they're going to take it. And something make like it the practical. Google Glass, I can get behind because I can see the functional functionality mm-hmm. of that. It's glasses that fill in your face. It's very high tech, kind of cool looking. Right. All you're doing with this thing is you're making a tablet see through, so you can watch your fingers do stuff. It comes up on the screen. I I don't see like I would have to actually look at it. Because and go, well, what do you expect to do with this class? Like, I mean, where you, I mean, I, well, I mean, I think it's a, a major innovation turns because you're using like an LCD screen basically on a tablet, and you're turning this touch tablet into to basically a thin piece of glass. But or, I'm not saying know, it's like not a thing. cool idea, right? But I'm not if I'm going to shell out 150 bucks for to put my name in, going, yeah, I helped you guys. Show me what the fuck you expected to do, right? Other than just look cool. Because I'm like, I'm not impressed. Okay, I, I, I think I, I think I would buy it later generations. Yeah, like I, you know, same thing. I like, mean, I, I would same thing like with the Samsung Watch or Google Glass. Like later generations, well, when yeah. like when the 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 um, okay, well, here the, hold on for a second, mm-hmm. Ed. Why did you like it? I thought it, it's a cool innovation, and when it's something for me, like I wouldn't buy it right now. Like if, but like say, like if I see a need for me to have mm-hmm. it. Then yeah, then it's like okay. Well, let me ask you a question. In your, I mean, I'm. In practical... I just think I just think it's the next stage of evolution in computers and technology that you can use something that's like a thin piece of glass, basically. That's not an, a you know, a thick piece of LCD that you're looking at. Right. Well, I mean, the uh, the uh, the iPad Air is pretty thin. Right. You know, I mean, I, I'm not saying like again 
practical practicality wise, I mean, you already have the technology out there. You know what it seems like to me is it's the first step towards the tablets that they had in Star Trek. Those clear, thin, crystallized, you know, tablets. Do have that called the iPad? No, I'm I'm talking <laughs> no the clear ones. No, uh, like okay. could you imagine though? You there's a piece of glass between the two of us, and we're doing things together, interacting, working with a computer program together, as you know, working mm-hmm. on different apps and, and changing line of code or whatever, or changing design of. So I'm going to have to read backwards to you. Oh, I stopped ah, you. Good one, yeah. See, yeah, so if you and I are standing between this plane of glass and you're typing well, how forward. Cool, how would be cool would be if we both saw the same in our, in our proper direction? Oh, if you, were, if you were able to see the same thing and then you're, you're working. It's, right. See, okay, it's this is where, I, okay, well, again, practic- a cool idea. I'm not, it is definitely an A plus in coolness. Right. But if it's translucent enough. That if I can see you through that thing, uh, my eyes are going to be focusing between what I'm typing versus what you're typing. There's going to be a lot of eye strain going on there. Because, well, I mean, when you see... Some, that's the only thing off the top of my head. I mean, uh, well, I mean just, like I said... That's I, I perception-wise. Like, I could focus in on Erica, or with the shift of my eyes, I can focus in on that mic in front of her. Right. So that 3D element you're going to be mm-hmm. constantly working with, so you're going to be constantly fighting between what you're typing... And seeing shit going on in front of you. Right. But I, besides, like, if I'm typing from left to right, every once in a while, you going from my right to your left, you know, yeah. like that kind of, sooner or later, we're going to crisscross, and my eyes are going to be like, I might follow, all of a sudden start following what you're typing, even though it's backwards. Unless, right. unless they're able to find a way to make it double-sided, but it, almost like mirrored glass. Okay. Where... You can see, can like see hypothetically, you could see you could see Ed, but you can't see what Ed's typing, right. except what's showing up on your side. All right, all right. I mean, okay. Like I said, a plus for cool factor, but I said, I mean, it's 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 a jumping point for evolution for computers, and there might be a need for it somewhere down the line. Yeah. I don't know what it is exactly, but it's just something right. to mention out there. It's hey, right. something's coming out that they're like, right. trying to do, and you know. I'm not slamming the article. I'm slamming the practical. I'm like, all right, it's kind of a cool thing, but yeah. I mean, I don't really see any practical uses right now for it, you know. But it's a cool invention that maybe one day there could be some practicalities. Like, wow, you know what? How could I live without this? I mean, technically, for the with the right app and the right programmer, that whole Star Trek thing you were talking mm-hmm. about, we can do now. You take the iPad, you throw the camera up so it's on a screen somewhere, so the camera's pointing at something, uh-huh. and then you have overlaid on the on the the screen. Mm-hmm directional things where you can actually like you know go i want to go left hit the left button hit you know in a simple rudimentic you know setting right because i had it now with a, mm-hmm. a it's basically virtual reality or vr technology where there's a i had a, a star wars game where i'm piloting the millennium falcon uh-huh. and i'm in my living room and i can see my living room and there's tie fighters flying around i'm just going <laughs> Move by moving my iPad around because right. of the camera. Yeah. Well, so what's to say that I, instead of doing it that way, just moving the camera around the room and hitting another button, the joystick? Well, I'm saying is, is that that maybe maybe the glass will disappear and all of a sudden it's an invisible. Okay. Light. Well, you know what? Actually, you know? I just thought of something. Um, in almost or um almost human. Yeah. They have the the paper. Right. That's actually it's like a plastic and it you don't see what's on it until it's handed to you. Right. So it might again be the first generation of something that could eventually <sighs> become that. 
you know, and you can use it maybe as a secure document where, you know, where they maybe incorporate the, the Apple mm-hmm. thumbprint technology. Right. Where, you know, you're not able to read what's on that, that plastic sheet until the person's thumbprint. You know, there's yeah. a million things that, you know, they could yeah. do with it. But I want to buy it right now. The future will the future will tell what the what this uses for. Yeah. yeah. Or it fails miserably. Uh, I tell you, probably technology is probably already out there. They're just gonna go. Oh, wouldn't it be cool if you can see through it? <laughs> it's like yes, the technology does exist. Yeah, have it right here. Yeah, it's like the people going. Oh, I holding love this. up my nook. I know it'd be cool if we made it see through. Oh. All right. What else? And finally. Hacker group Derp takes down multiple online gaming servers. Wow, you pulled heavily from my suggestions this week, didn't you? Yes, I did. This was amazing. This got me freaked out. Yeah. Okay, the article goes to say... League of Legends, Club Penguin, Dota 2, and... Battle.net. Yeah, Battle.net. And EA servers. Yes. I'm sorry, yes. I just read that now. (laughs) I mean, of course I knew Battle.net because that's the people who played Diablo. And um, a lot of the um, Blizzard games go through Battle.net. And World of Tanks. Yes. Um, the EA, obviously, is the EA Sports stuff. Again, like um, my Tiger Woods. My Tiger Woods. My my picture probably is out there. <laughs> now, damn you! <laughs> Superimposed lightness for Angelina. <laughs> you know, I, got, I, got, I have my profile and my face forward. Uh, I'm not wearing my glasses either, so there's probably a picture right there of me, like just like my head, you know, like a close up. Because I had to take, like, <laughs> take selfies with my my digital camera. It's a hacker group, and they're doing the, the and they're going the, the oh! Empire, no the Empire Strikes Back. See, what is my bidding, my master? Your big face. There's a disturbance in the forest. I see you look at that Skywalker boy. <laughs> <laughs> Yeah, how awesome is that? <laughs> so yeah, it was. Like, I'm like, wow, and the guys just just for fun. Yeah, I mean that's the scary part. I was like, why? Because you can. Yeah, I mean now see now those guys. My here's my again. I always comes down to you know what you did something evil and bad and you're gonna get in a shitload of trouble. But as a as a forward thinking man, I like to think I am. Uh-huh. Hire those guys. Yeah. Oh yeah, they'll be the ultimate security tech. Mm-hmm. Like for, why? Um, like it, it'd be like sneakers, <laughs> dude. I would. I would. If I was running those companies, I'd be like, get them in here now. Yeah. Once we find them as a government, like okay, obviously they're in huge trouble for the government. All right. mm-hmm. Instead of locking them in wherever you would lock those guys, you go. Okay, you know what? We're gonna put you in jail, but you're gonna work for us, and you'll get paid. Right. Yeah. You just or can maybe never... you maybe you don't get paid until the fines that. You right. know, like all, you know, well, like uh, or X percent, yeah, or well, X percentage old. of your paycheck goes to the fines that you need to pay. A off. lot, a lot of the hackers in the eighties <clears> and nineties are now top security agents mm-hmm. in Fortune five hundred companies or today. And hippies, yeah, <laughs> and hippies. Hey, man, you know the government, man, they just get into everything. <laughs> all right, so, um, so let's move on to business. Business, business. business. Okay, um, let's hit on. What do you want to touch on? Uh, yeah. <laughs> Giggity. Okay. Let's do briefly. What was your point about the time release capsules? Oh, okay. So um, last week we talked guys... about this time release capsule. Yes. So you guys, you guys know I work in pharmacy, and my thought was um, we do something called drug therapy management. Okay, and it's basically making sure that people are taking their medications 
when they're supposed to be, you know. And right. my thought was this would be perfect for drug therapy management, um, you know, for people like me who work in pharmacy, where we can make sure that, you know, patients are taking their medications because it's getting, you know, it's time release. So they'll only need to take it, you know, certain, you know, certain times. Right. So like maybe once a month they take it and then they're good for the month. And actually there are medications out there that are similar, that are kind of like that. Like well, um, there's time release capsules. Yeah. Well, like there's, that. there's ones that you can take just once a month. There's right. one that's for um, osteoporosis called Boniva. You take it once a month. Mm-hmm. So and then you're good for the rest okay, of the month. Okay, okay. Well, since you are in the business, here's a question now. Mm-hmm. Obviously, it would have like I, this is where my basic knowledge of human biology comes into question because obviously, once you swallow something, it mm-hmm. goes through the small intestines, large intestines, and out the ass. How do you maintain a time release capsule in your stomach without it going through the whole process of pooping? That's out? the only thing I don't know. Um, as far as like right. it being attached to a battery, right? That part I don't know. See, that's that's yeah. again practical uses versus the. But if they if they can if the, my thought is if they can attach the medication to this battery and keep it going for x amount of time, uh-huh. then it it would be perfect. Like even if it's for you know like. Um, you were talking about like uh, the colonoscopy, right? You know, having it go through the col- you know the the colon right. and not necessarily you know right. whether or not it comes out the end doesn't really matter, you know, right. because it it's if it gets absorbed into the body, it's not going to be the end of the world. Okay, so, because it's not going to have any detrimental effect. The camera ice gave me gave me colon cancer. <laughs> <laughs> um, so the ultimate irony, <laughs> you know, if if that's if that's all it can do, then fine. But if they can. You know, make it time released for you know a month or six months or whatever. Then that would be absolutely awesome. But I, you know, when I read the article, I didn't see exactly what the. I think it's it's kind of along the same lines as as you know the grippity where it's you know it might be first generation. She's so fighting that giggity thing. <laughs> I am every time I want to say giggity. You're welcome. <laughs> um, where you know it might be first generation, and then they take it and they right. run with it for for other things. But you know when I read, it, I was like, dude, if because I, I you know I can tell you working in in pharmacy, you know. People who who work in the medical field are some of the worst freaking patients. Like I suck at taking my medication. And, you know, I'm on a medication for I have chronic migraines. Okay. So I've I've been on this medication for. Oh, we got to talk after the show because I think I'm working on migraine all week. Yeah, I I'm constantly forgetting to take my migraine medication. So if I had something like this where I could just take it once, you know, take it the first of the month and I'm good, that'd be awesome. Yeah, but again, we have to find a way to keep it in your system. Yeah. And then how dangerous would it be? Like. You know, like, if it dissolves on its own after a month, fine. But you still need a way to keep it in the area that, so it doesn't go through the rest of the digestive tract. Yeah, that, that part I don't know. Unless, oh. See, I, oh, okay. Oh, I, wait, I just had a thought. Unless mm-hmm. if they make it um, like an implant. Okay. So if they, uh, there, there are So I would have like a, like a tube going, in like, like a little like pill box here and go, <laughs> like a Pez dispenser. Right, hit the button. Here, and then go like that. Just no, took my medication. No, no, no you, no, you hit the, the stomach and go. <laughs> no, I, no. Anytime, if I if I if I have to have, can I ever get the Hello have, Kitty button? If I ever have to have a button put on me, I definitely want to make sound. <laughs> <laughs> I want the classic clown horn. 
<laughs> or Auga. <laughs> and if I'm, head, if I'm heading like somewhere else, I want the general lead. I mean, if, I want like a well, soundboard. You want a soundboard. Yeah. Like, what do you think that shit on Darth Vader's chest is? It's not just a breathing apparatus. It's a fucking soundboard. <laughs> He walks in. <laughs> the Imperial March starts. Like, you th- That's why the Imperial March he, starts playing. He hits a button yeah, on his chest. Is, I'm, I'm ready to go walk in this room. Exactly. But I'm willing to bet you 10. I'm willing to bet you 12 parsecs. <laughs> that his... I thought that was distance. Yes, it is. <laughs> I remember something yeah, from Star Wars. Are. I'm willing to bet you the Millennium Falcon. That his voice probably wasn't that deep until he started fiddling with the stuff. <laughs> it was probably like, oh, oh, "Hi, I'm uh, Darth Vader, and I'm here to kill all the Jedi." And then next thing you know, he's like, "This doesn't sound right. Let me go play. Let me play with this, and then you know, this is too bad. Let me try to." Oh, I think this sounds pretty good. Right, think this right one, there. Right there. You, stay right there. Stay, stay with that one. You, you sound authoritative. Oh, yeah. <laughs> I got a lot of feedback, though. <laughs> <laughs> I gotta, turn, can you turn down my mind? What's with the hiss? That's your breathing. Really? Really? I, 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 can we get away with that? Can we find a way to mute that? No. Sorry, no. We have to turn you down way down, and you can't hear you. <laughs> I'm here. I'll have to deal with it. <laughs> just, like, like that'd be just a really good kind of thing if you're like Luke. You're t- you are my son. Together we can. And he gets like he just does a fourth thing. You and I can move together. <laughs> so like, Damn you, Luke! <laughs> here there, somebody, somebody standing there with like the Apple remote, <laughs> like hitting the remote right. control. Like I swear, we will rule the galaxy as fuck. I just look. I'm not listening. What? 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 <laughs> what? Here they are. Somebody, somebody starts streaming their iTunes through his chest. <laughs> yeah, we shall rule the galaxy. Everybody was kung fu fighting. God damn it! I'm out. <laughs> Vader out. <laughs> <clears throat> All right, and then there was some uh, BDSM talk we wanted to talk about. Oh yeah. Okay, I forget exactly why we were talking about this, but I don't even know how you guys well, got onto that topic. We were talking oh, Fifty yeah. Shades of Grey. You were reading it for your girl. <clears throat> yeah, and then it was. Um, I had questions. I think. Or it was oh just yeah, more you like, you asked about um you know you or you said something about you know there you were sure there were other books that were better because obviously Fifty Shades of Grey you do not want to use Fifty Shades of Grey as a how to on BDSM. Yeah, it I, is I, from from the very you know and and you know I I think you guys stated this when I was messaging you guys last week. Um, I only read up to like chapter seven or eight. Yes. And after that, I was like, I can't. I, I just can't. <laughs> like, I can't get past the bad writing. I can't get past the 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 loophole, like the the, the plot holes. I, I just Well, I maybe can't. those plot holes fix, finish out by the end. I couldn't. I, I, I couldn't do Don't it. Don't tell me anything. I'm trying not uh, to. You've, you've, no, you've probably read it. I finished every- the first book. <laughs> yeah. I got two chapters, I think, chapter one of the... Of the Second book? Of the second book. And I had to kind of put it on pause for a little mm-hmm. bit because I, I wanted to kind of cleanse the palate yeah. a little bit before I jump back into it. So I, I kind of read it in like little increments yeah. to show like, okay, 
but I'm probably going to jump back into it like, yeah. probably later in the week because I'm like, oh, you know, I usually try to read at least a few pages a night. Yeah. Yeah. My, I mean, my sister had lent it to me because I was like, I'm not paying money for this book like at all. And she had it. So she lent it to me. And I, I was like, I can't like I can't do it. And I know I'm I will fully admit I'm not an expert on the BDM BDSM lifestyle. Like I know I know enough to be dangerous. <laughs> So, but uh, I, I'm not. You're not. You know enough to write a book about it. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> well, I know. I know more than El James. Oh, um, Baron's like he's just being modest. <laughs> you should see her toys. <laughs> <laughs> I, there's just one thing I don't even know what to describe it. <laughs> it's like six feet long. <laughs> Has hooks all over it. I don't get it. I'm scared. <laughs> I refuse to look at it when I go over a house. Me. <laughs> it's covered in black. He's, he, he's, every time we see him, he's blinking. Help me in Mars code his eyes. <laughs> That's a nasty tick you have. I'm typing out. Help me. It's like three short. He's just blinks, gonna. He's three just gonna write blinks, three short blinks. <laughs> Next time he comes, he'll just write help me on his eyelids yeah. and just sit there like. <laughs> <laughs> So well, now <clears throat> I'm going to assume that because you threw out those like, oh, well, there's plenty of better yeah, books. Th- there are there are definitely books. If you want to actually learn about, uh, you know, the DS um, and, and BDSM and, and the sort um, of kink. We got a vanilla guy here. We need to translate <laughs> for What's him. DS? Okay. DS is dominant submissive. Okay. Um, and when, you, okay, I've, I've heard people refer to it as slashy talk. So it's capital D slash lowercase s. So dominant is, is typically right. always capitalized yeah. because it is the dominant, dominant person. Right. And then, yeah, you we, know, we, all, we all can figure that painting out. <laughs> <laughs> he may be vanilla, but come on. <laughs> Ooh, look at me, a vanilla term. You know what that means? <laughs> no. Vanilla is, is, is somebody who is not. Is more into mainstream sexual activities. Is not really into the kink. So. Okay, let me put this way: it would be like the wasp family, just kind of doing it missionary style, and then the neighbors who are not waspy are banging like doggy style. Her getting the over. whips. Yeah, well, not yeah. even the whips. Just kind of like rather than the oh, gen- did I jump? <laughs> yeah, jumped a few pages. Up. It would be like <laughs> it would be like the Church of England wants you to have sex for pro- for procreation only. So it's pretty much the standard. Pump, pump, pump. I'm done. You know? <laughs> pump, pump, ass. Yeah. You know, a little. Whereas your neighbors are going on for, you know, two hours and. Right. And you're like. Yeah. And it's not, it doesn't have to be with whips or chains. It's just more like, oh, I'm banging her doggy style tonight. Why? Because I'm trying to watch TV. We both want to watch the same show kind of thing. So it's kind of like that. Like, but they're like, why are you doing that? You don't want to derive pleasure out of this act of sex. Right. You're just kind of doing it just to do it. Just called vanilla. Okay. Yeah. Plain Jane. Which, you know what? I mean, there is nothing wrong with vanilla sex. I'm so, not, I'm um, not you know, saying it. Vanilla sex can be good. But, it can uh, be look, awesome. But so can kinky sex. I saying. agree. So, anyway. It <laughs> looks like he's a deer in headlights. <laughs> he's like, why he goes, I'm are not we getting talking it. I'm not getting into this? this conversation at all. I don't want to. He's, he's spectator. <laughs> he's like, you guys might get into areas of your own sexual history and mine. I'm not saying a word. Because nope. I want to stay married. That's right. <laughs> she does not need to know about that weekend in Bermuda. <laughs> Bermuda? Bermuda. 
Bermuda, it's a South Philly <laughs> club. <laughs> Anything happens in Bermuda. <laughs> stays in Bermuda. What happens in Bermuda? Stays, stays in, in Bermuda. Bermuda. <laughs> I call it booty Bermuda. <laughs> That's an extra 50 bucks. <laughs> Because once it's, I call it the Bermuda Triangle. Because once you get in there, it's hard to come back out. <laughs> and there's always three sides. <laughs> and every once in a while, you might find the Amazonian nation in there. <laughs> All right. So if you were, you got guys, I tracked on vanilla. It's the glassy look in your face. It's like, I'm scared. I'm waiting for his face to turn bright red. In about yeah. two minutes, it will. It'll be like, you'll say, so, uh, got a pinky in the ass. Hit the dump button. Hit the dump button. Got, like, there's pinky in my ass. You see his face go beat red. Like, oh do we God. have a dump button? Where is it? How do they know? <laughs> there it is. There it is. <laughs> How does he know I like to be called Susan? <laughs> It's Ethel. <laughs> All right, fair enough, Ethel. <laughs> His wife plays Lucy. <laughs> Ethel, you have some explaining to do. <laughs> and all you see is. <laughs> I'm never going to be able to watch this. <laughs> Lucy walks in with thigh high boots and a riding crop. And you're going to eat those chocolates as they come by. Keep stuffing. Stuff harder. Uh huh. Keep shoving them in there. You dance on those grapes, bitch. Shove them down your shirt. You dance on those grapes. I'll shove them down your hands. Anyway, so what books would you recommend there, Miss <clears throat> Highfalutin? Don't use Fifty Shades as a guideline. So there, there are a few books I would definitely recommend. Um, any book by Dossie Easton, and it's D O S S I E E A S T O N. Dossie Easton. Um, Is that she, a male or female? It's a female. Okay. Um, she's a really good Arthur. Arthur. She's a really good author. <laughs> Wash my dick. <laughs> she's a, and actually, I emailed her before, and she super nice lady. She emails you right back, and so if you have questions, you I can. Think we just went down a rabbit hole. <laughs> yeah. You may have gone down a rabbit hole. Hold I'm just saying, on. she's a really nice lady. So now, did you stumble across her before? Like, okay, now I'm, yeah. I, I read this book called Geekomancy, and I'll bring it up on another show mm-hmm. because it's a really great book because it definitely fits for the nerd and all of us. Right. But I, the the author's hate came out with a second book, and he's doing another one in April that I'm a fan of, and I actually found him on Facebook and, and, and you know message because he's just ad friend. He accepted my friend request and all, but I, he's great. It's if you are a geek, I, again, we'll go. We'll talk books next week. All right, all right? but for now. How did you meet? How? Why did you? Why? Why did you email her? I was well. First, I had found her books, okay. and um, the first book I bought of hers was called "The Ethical Slut," and it's a. It's I love a- that title already. <laughs> it sounds like a beginning of a trilogy. Yes. <laughs> like, and then um, Geeksters brings you ethical slut. <laughs> Story so, about a girl with morals, but not really. And the the reason that I bought it is, okay, so a little bit of back history. Um, when I was in college, you guys know I have an, a degree in art, 
but I also took a lot of gender and women's studies courses. And from that, I became very interested in human sexuality and as ones want to do. Yes. <laughs> and actually, you know, if I, if I ever hit the lottery, there is a human sexual, you can get a master's and a PhD in human sexuality from Widener university. If I ever have the money, I'm going through that program, but that's a whole nother thing. So I'm very interested in, in human sexuality. I found this book. I decided to buy it just for the hell of it. Um, and without getting into too many details, I found myself in a relationship where this book became very uh, relevant. And so I, Understandable. Started, so I started reading it and um, I found myself with uh, in, in sort of a, in, an ethical conundrum. And I wasn't sure, like I, I wasn't getting a, a clear answer from her book. And I actually have two other books of um, of hers. One's called the the new trilogy. One's called the new bottoming book, and the other's called the new topping book. So one's a book. Um, for, okay, so you want those are more like bookends, uh, like more like a like a pair. Yeah. So one's for <laughs> one's for people who are more dominant. One is for people who are more submissive. But she recommends that you read both. That you read both, so, so that way can, you kind of understand what's going on on the other side. Makes perfect sense. How can you have a, a very um, I'm going to say a healthy sexual relationship mm-hmm. if you don't know how to interpret what your lover is giving you. Exactly. And some people are switches. Boom! Um, <laughs> so that if, if you ever hear the term switch, it's somebody who Goes can be and... dominant or submissive. Yes. So um, she kind of gets into, uh, and it's, it's a little bit, it, it doesn't really go so much into the relationship aspect. The ethical slut goes more into the relationship aspect and that's for like open relationships it gets a little now, bit into that, BS. okay i got a question because mm-hmm. these books sound fascinating yeah to a certain point because when i try to pick up a book like that mm-hmm. oh wow this seems fascinating it becomes very clinical no hers do not i mean it, she will use um uh i'm trying to I don't think she uses necessarily the clinical terms right. for like a vagina and a penis. Well, but not... she, but when she's, she speaks very colloquially by which I mean, she, you know, she speaks very conversationally okay. in the book. Like if I was sitting across the room. <clears throat> mm-hmm. Yeah. Right. And the great thing is, and this is what I found when I was reading um, The Ethical Slut, is you can pick and choose which chapters you read. So you don't have to necessarily read it in order. Okay. You, you can read what you need. Oh, uh, okay. So it's more like a, a hand guide. Yeah. All right. Yeah. Um, the new bottoming book and the new topping book. Again, they're more for the. They're more the how-to um, for for um, getting into the kinky play. Right. So um, it's you know things to avoid doing things things that might feel good things that you you don't want to do like for example um, and and I actually learned this. But a workshop I went to. Um, if you're going, say you're going to flog your your um, your partner, you don't want to flog them on a joint. So you don't want to hit them on a knee. Right. You don't want to hit them on a hip. You don't want to hit them on an elbow. You want to hit like the meaty part. So you want to hit them like square on their ass. Right. Where you know where the meat is. Right. You know you don't want to hit them directly on their spine. Right. Um. Because it can cause you, know, you can cause severe sure. damage. You know, same thing like behind the knee. You don't right. want to hit directly behind the knee. Right. You can hit the calf. You can hit the thigh, but you don't want to hit directly on those joints. You got to target your shots exactly. So, and you have to be very, very careful about that. It's kind of fun coming through Facebook. <laughs> I'm not listening. I'm not listening. I don't no, want no, to know no, nothing. I have nothing to add to this conversation. So, so I'm just going. Um, but you might have questions. 
Uh, when I when I hear something that All right. I'll ask. requires a question, I will jump in. That's right. right. Um, so, and there's the one other <laughs> book that I would def- definitely recommend is called SM 101. It's I don't remember who wrote it, but it's from and actually um, this this publisher puts out a lot of uh, books in this vein. It's uh, Greenleaf Publishers. I actually think I've heard of those. Yeah, they, they do a lot of um, alternative lifestyle. Um, so w- I actually have a book on open relationships from I'm them. I'm trying to figure out how I knew the publishing name then, but Greenleaf, I'm like, <laughs> sounds familiar. Yeah, they, so they do a, a, like a lot of alternative lifestyle publishing, and they have a book called SM101, and it is literally a book on, you know, if you want to get into the, the you know, the SM lifestyle, this is how you can get started. Well, yeah, but okay, but don't you sometimes figure that so maybe it's better off, like, sometimes... Obviously, if you love somebody and you care about them, mm-hmm. you can kind of go through those experiences together. Like if one, let's say, is more active and not mm-hmm. than the other one. Yeah. Like I guess I'm trying to find the best way of phrasing it. Like sometimes the act of doing it is the best teacher of all. It can be, yeah. But then, the, <clears throat> excuse me. The reason why I I definitely advocate not only reading books, but there are classes you can take. Um, there's a, a store down in, um, and you know, I love this world (laughs) and yet we cut the NASA program. (laughs) (laughs) You know, so everybody knows we're based in Philadelphia. There's a store in Philadelphia. So if you're in the area, stop down. Um, Honey, take notes. (laughs) (laughs) It's called Passionale. And it's on South Street. I think it's at like fourth and South. They just moved to a brand new location. They offer classes. And I've taken a handful of the classes, and they are phenomenal. The the sex sex educators that they have there are top notch. Okay, I got a question. I got to punch in because I'm sure Ed's probably being his. I'm I'm using that, and I'm only using you because you obviously could tell that you are so far out of this comfort zone of of conversation. You're listening, yeah, and you're paying attention, yeah. But there's also that part of going. I don't know. I'm, I don't want to know anything I, yeah. about this. No, no. More I don't so want to know about. I don't know what whips. kind of question. No, my actually, my my question is, I'm trying to take it from mm-hmm. a from a vanilla standpoint because mm-hmm. my knowledge is really limited. Mm-hmm. But when people think SMDB, which mm-hmm. is it's um, bondage, sadomasochism, um, BDSM, bondage, it's bondage dom- dominance, submissive, and masochism. Okay, most people think like. Um, to use an example, Pulp Fiction, mm-hmm. bring out the gimp. Yeah. Yeah, you know, with the whole mask, mm-hmm. zipper thing. Then there's some really extreme porn where there's women tied up in robes mm-hmm. or flogged and whipped. Mm-hmm. It it doesn't have to go th- to no. that distance. No, it doesn't. No. Which, no. I mean, like, you know, that's no, what it I'm def- trying to... No, it definitely doesn't have to go. It can. Sure. It can go as... You are limited... Only by your imagination and what is is safe. (laughs) And this is the one thing that when you step into the the world of kink, they will, (laughs) you know, and I I use this term. She's getting ready to make a pound (laughs) of this thing. I was about to say they beat this into you. But they they do it with a kind word. But (laughs) it's called um, uh, safe, sane, um, safe, sane and consensual. And then there's rack, which is risk aware consensual kink. So rack is the, the safe, sane, and consensual is for for the tamer there. stuff. Okay, so uh-huh. it's it's the spanking, it's the um, 
it's it's the uh, you know light bondage. It's right, you like know, hey, baby, I'm gonna blindfold you tonight. Yeah, or, or, or like a, maybe a ball gag, stuff like that. See, ball yeah. gag to me just that seems <laughs> more know? on the kink side. Yeah. Like to well, me, like the, I, and I'm I'm talking you know stepping over the boundaries into right, like kink. Like the you first know? area seems more like <laughs> like spankings. Maybe some playful, like tying up, like as far mm-hmm. as blindfolds yeah. or handcuffs, like goofing around, kind of, like, yeah, like the safe kind of mm-hmm. kink stuff. But you still need to, you still need to know your where your boundaries are. So, right. like, if God forbid, like, say you get somebody in handcuffs, you know, one thing you never want to do is put their hands behind their back. Oh, why is that? Because it puts strain on their shoulders. Mm. Um, number one, and number two, they need to be able to get. Like, if God forbid something goes wrong, they need to be able to get out. Uh, okay. So <laughs> it is, you, 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 I say you never want to do it. Yeah, I'm sure there are people out right. there who do it. Um, but with any partner that I've had who I've engaged in this, this, um, these activities with, I do not allow them. This, you know, it, it, you'll hear about hard limits and soft limits. Right. Hard limits are things that, once you hit that wall, you do not go past it. Right. Period. There's no discussion. There is no conversation about it. Like that is that's, that's the it. wall. A soft limit is I've thought about it right now. I'm not ready for it, but maybe later kind of thing. Right. For me, you do not tie my hands behind my back. Gotcha. Period. End of story. Um, because I need to, if again, if God forbid something goes wrong, I need to be able to get out. Right. So. Um, well, there's like a story. There was a story two years ago, three years ago, where there's a couple. Welcome uh, to the program. <laughs> <laughs> where there was a woman who was yelling and her neighbor <clears throat> came in. She was bound to the bed. And the husband who was, you know, because they were doing like kinky sex. Mm-hmm. She's, she could, she's naked. And she's bound to the bed. He's knocked out because he's playing Batman. He tries to swing. That's the right. <laughs> <laughs> Knocks himself out. And he's out, like, yeah. and, I, well, and I, he's well, like totally gone, almost. And like, 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 I think he's bleeding out or something mm-hmm. like that. And like, she she can't do anything because she's bound and she's, yeah, she can't get well, out. Well, there's the Stephen King novel Gerald's Game, which I read, which is a guy having an affair with a woman. They go to the lock cabin. This is to take place at the exact same time. Delores Clareborn is being taking place in the book, just so you know. Uh-huh. Um, he dies of a heart attack on top of her. Mm. And she's now stuck in a uh, log cabin, like, uh, basically a cabin in the woods. No one knows she's there because this is an affair. The guy's dead on top of her, and she's tied, handcuffed to the bed. Right. And she doesn't know, and, and, and then wacky shit happens. Like, it gets kind of weird. Which quick lesson here, folks? Don't use real handcuffs. <laughs> use those <laughs> trick ones. Or if you're going to use real handcuffs, well, make sure that you can reach the key. Like put the key somewhere I where you something can today, Stan. <laughs> Just saying. Or you know, like do the old, you know, palm it under your tongue. Yeah. <laughs> I mean, because there, there are. If you go to, First though, if your hands are like across each banister and it's well, under your I mean, tongue, that you're was, screwed. That's what it comes down to. Is like you don't want to be in a position where you can't move. Mm-hmm. Like, yeah. or she, like if you're if you're tied, you make sure that there's a pair of scissors or a knife or something where you can. You can cut yourself out, right? Yeah. Like you, you always make sure there's. And now here's the thing: it doesn't necessarily mean that nothing will ever go wrong. There, because the, then you you get into the um, you know there's the the quote unquote safe, sane, and consensual stuff. So right. you know the light spanking, the bondage, blah blah blah. Then there's what's called edge play, 
and it's the risk aware consensual kink. So gotcha. there's stuff where you're playing with knives. Um, you might do breath play, things that potentially could kill you. And you go in knowing what the risks are. You sit down, you discuss what the risks are. And if you're willing to accept those risks, then you, then you go and you start playing with it. Right. Like one, one of the things that a lot of people will do is... Um, we actually have... You're, you're nodding your head like... What? Oh, you have your hand in the mouth and you're nodding at me like we have a phone call. No, we don't. <laughs> I'm like, because you're kind of eyeing the phone. I'm going, we got someone calling in? What? That'd be awesome. I think we're changing the dynamic of the show. <laughs> Dossie, well, what I really wanted to do is I hate to wrap this up, but it is getting past the time, way past the time. We need to move on to other things. And, All right, we'll uh, have to so, bring this up again. Yes, we apparently we have a sex expert here that could <laughs> talk for hours about this and I greatly will. appreciate it. I wanted to jump on it earlier, but I felt bad if we didn't get any nerd news in. <laughs> so real quick, if you want to take any classes, you're in the Philadelphia area. Go to Passionale. Highly recommend them. They're awesome. That's 4th okay. and South? 4th and South. I know exactly or where that is. Or somewhere around there. I know they're, where South Street They're is. on yeah. South Street. They they just moved. They used to be on 5th, and now they're they're at a new location. All right. All well, right. there you go, folks. We'll have to bring this. We'll have to, we'll have, to have an all-sexual geeksers. <laughs> oh, Yeah. <laughs> Where we dim the lights and light the candles and talk dirty. Get out the handcuffs. As long as you don't fart again, be okay. <laughs> That's the boy. She said breath got control. <laughs> <laughs> That's that's where I go. <laughs> that's his hard limit. That's, hard limit. <laughs> that's it. I'm out. I'm out. <laughs> All right. Well, I guess we'll call it a night then, folks. <laughs> so, if you want to contact Sean on anything we've talked about, or just want to talk to him, you can contact me, Sean at wordswithgeeks.com. Or you can contact Erica at Erica at wordswithgeeks.com. That's Erica with a K. Or you can contact Ed at Ed with, at wordswithgeeks.com. And please always go to our Facebook page, Geeksters, and like us. Or go to our, 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 sorry, our website, wordswithgeeks.com. Catch our old shows and new shows as they come up. And information if there is any on there. A big thanks to Clean and Serene earlier this evening. Obviously, always AquanetRadio.com. Go to their page and like them. And uh, I think... Catch uh, us every Sunday night from 7 to 10 p.m., roughly, uh, Eastern Time. Yeah, unless Ed decides to go to, uh, you know, <laughs> Disney on Ice. Go see Disney on That's the only reason why we ran late is because if we had, if he came on time, we would have a structured show. Because you are Structured-ish. <laughs> you are the ringleader. You're the producer. You're the guy who goes... You're the cat here. herder. Yes. <laughs> Eric and I just go... Meow, meow. I need I need to bring a water bottle. Yeah. <laughs> That's my hard limit. That's my hard limit. Sorry, I don't do water bottles. <laughs> All right. On that note, see you next week, folks. Bye. Oh yeah. Did you guys get sexified? There's <laughs> a lot of interesting knowledge that was passed on. <laughs> As well, Ed sat there between shock and horror. I mean, you want to talk about shock and all? <laughs> I knew firsthand what it looks like. <laughs> but I'm, I get a feeling we're going to retouch that situation at another time because yeah. it start getting kind of long but very interesting. <laughs> oh, yeah. So eh, if you enjoyed the show, which I'm assuming you did since you were listening to this, hopefully it's not your first time. If it's your first time and we hit you with the all with sex stuff, sorry. <laughs> we'll, we'll be gentle next time. <laughs> or maybe you liked it that way. <laughs> right. Just let us know next time we'll 
pull your hair and spank your bottom. <laughs> we'll go to flogging later when you say okay. <laughs> I remember the safe word is Shazbot. <laughs> no one ever uses that. It's like yellow, red, kind of boring, banana, orange, <laughs> whatever. Shazbot. <laughs> so, if you want to catch us live on AquanetRadio.com, you can do that Sundays, 7 p.m. to 10 p.m. Eastern Standard Time. If you want to contact Sean on anything we talked about, you can contact him at Sean at WordsWithGeeks.com. If you want to contact Ed, you can contact him at Ed at WordsWithGeeks.com. Or you can contact Erica at Erica at WordsWithGeeks.com, and that's Erica with a K. <laughs> if you notice, for those people who listen to part two, notice you do the, that's Erica with a K. <laughs> like, you have to go up. <laughs> or you can go to our Facebook page, Geeksters, and like us. Also go to AquanetRadio.com's Facebook page and like them. Or you can catch us on TuneIn, iTunes Radio, iHeartRadio, if you can't catch us live on AquanetRadio.com. Just search for Aquanet Radio on those apps. And if you want to listen to old episodes of uh, this goofy shenanigans, you can go to wordswithgeeks.com if you haven't already get this one to stream live or download past and present episodes. Or for those people who are hitting our website to download to listen to this, you can go to iTunes and just type in Geeksters where all that stuff will be. So you have two ways. You might say you can go both ways with this, folks. Ooh. See what I did there? Yeah. Turn it all around to sex because it all comes back to sex. Yeah, baby. <laughs> So until then, folks, we'll see you next week. And we hope you have a happy and healthy new year. Bye. That's all, folks. 